Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Mapping the College Audition, a podcast where we explore the landscape of the college theater world and try to demystify this daunting audition process. I'm your host, Charlie Murphy, director of MTCA, that's Musical Theater College Auditions, and today we have a snappy ride-or-die show lined up for you. Uh, Robin Lewis has been an amazing friend to MTCA for nearly a decade now. Uh, He was one of our early masterclass teachers and one that our students really love working with every year. Um, Today on the pod, we chat a little bit about Rider MT students and their double majors and double minors that happen, the nine credit hours that they have to play with. Uh, We even talk about a student who took Homeland Security uh, with musical theater, an interesting combination. Um, We talked about the unique uh, idea of learning how to swing or how to be a swing um, that Rider um, teaches you. We talk about learning choreo for current Broadway shows. Uh, We talk a bit about the dance audition and some of the tricks that people might have for a dance audition ready to be asked for, whether it's in person or on video. Um, And we talk about writers' free-to-roam mentality. But Megan, before we get to Robin, Happy New Year. How was your holiday? Happy New Year. It was just, you know, just a ball of confusion and wonderfulness (laughs) and family time. We live Mm. in a crazy world. We sure do. We sure do. Did you guys come up with any um, resolutions this year? Oh, my. Um, I feel like I'm like, I am forgetting her name right now, but the comedian who like wrote out all the resolutions she had previous to COVID and then like none of them came true. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my mantra of don't make resolutions so you won't break them. Don't have any dreams so you don't disappoint yourself. Got no, it. you make day-to-day goals. Not yeah. every year, every day, every week, you know? So true. And how about you, Charlie? How was your New Year's and break? Uh, it was a sadly disappointing holiday season for us. Uh, I think like many out there, the COVID surge caused us to cancel our family visit plans. We we're going to go to uh, Illinois and we did not. Uh, and it was really hard, especially with the disappointment of Jagged closing, which all happened within like a week span. Um, just not the Christmas we all envisioned, you know, especially last year was kind of a canceled Christmas for us. Yeah. And so then we were like, but 2021, it'll be better, you know. Um and so I'm hoping that 2022, it will be better. Um, but it was it was definitely a tough time. It was definitely a time of like, you know, reflection and hopefully some, some healing um, for our little nuclear family. And we resolved to have a year of health. That's our goal for 2022 is like physical, mental, financial health as much as possible. That's great. Um, I feel like especially because as we like reach the COVID is inevitable stage of the pandemic that like... <laughs> We're all going to catch it a couple of times. It's like, how good health can we be in when that happens? You know, to sort of get our own defenses as best as we can. feels like something proactive we can do to this thing that feels like we have so 
So a few things that we can actively do to to stop it other than get those boosters out there. If you haven't boosted, get that booster. But you know. I know. I feel like the previous holiday season was like, well, it's not what's going to it's not as planned for previous years. So it's going to be a little disappointing. But yeah. I felt like we were so like everyone had plans set and it seemed like the world was healing. And then it took an abrupt 180. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of 180 in the world, you know, we've recorded some of these episodes a lot in advance, as you know. Um, so you're about to hear this episode with Robin and also this episode with Ilda Mason, um, which is coming next week in our artist series, uh, where we talk about swinging a lot. We talk about the idea of what it is to be a swinger and understudy in a Broadway show. Before this became so newsworthy with the mm-hmm. Charlotte St. Martin comments about shows closing because of unprepared understudies. And then if you all saw the Hugh Jackman great curtain speech where he was like, no, understudies are amazing and they're the lifeblood of Broadway. So mm-hmm. we were very accidentally relevant there in talking about it a couple of weeks in advance. No, it was purposely planned. Oh, we um, knew. Yeah, we, told, we planned it to Charlotte. We'd like, say this. It'll be good oh, yeah. for the pod. No, no, no. We do not agree with Charlotte's comments. They mm-hmm. are the backbone of Broadway and any other theater around the country. The shows would not run without understudies or swings. It's so true. And there's this like remarkable thing that's happened with the COVID surge, which we've noticed a lot of our MTCA coaches have been part of, which is like people who did a show like five years ago coming back into it. Like that's literally like an actor's nightmare slash fantasy is like, could I still do this six years <laughs> later? Like, do I remember this track? And people are being put in with like one day of rehearsal and they're in the show. Like that's remarkable. It's a really cool thing to be like, they'd be like, if you're not an actor being like, could you go back and give that dissertation from 10 years ago with like two hours of notice and just see what you remember? Most people could not, but that's why there there's special people who are, employed to be swings and most people or most like producers or directors don't want to move those people from those positions because Uh they are so talented in that way and so many talented in multiple ways so they put them in that role that covers multiple talents so true well let's get to robin and this episode on rider university Well, it is such an honor to welcome Robin Lewis on the pod. Uh, Robin has Broadway credits galore. He was in Fosse and Beauty and the Beast, A Christmas Carol. Uh, He's also done lots of national tours, including The Producers, A Chorus Line, and a lot of choreographic work, including my favorite filmmaker, Richard Linklater's film, uh, (laughs) Bernie, starring Shirley MacLaine and Jack Black, uh, and The Music Man with Rebecca Luker, including many others. Um, Before joining the faculty at Ryder, uh, Robin was also on faculty at the, and developed the musical theater dance component of the new BFA at Texas State University. No longer so new. Um, we just had Caitlin on not so long ago. Uh, Ryder is located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. They take class sizes of about 20 to 30 students. They offer degrees in a BFA in musical theater, a BFA in acting for film, television, theater, and about 100 other BAs uh, and BMs in the music and music theater world. Robin, it's such a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy seeing the MTCA students and, and also enjoying working with them in New York City uh, every oh. year as well. So we have like a lot of your students at our school and our program and alumni. So sweet. And, and that is definitely mutual. They love having you every every year. We've had people go, oh, my God, that class was so amazing. They love Robin. We're going to apply to the school um, every time. So that's the, definitely the feeling is mutual. Um, I went a little bit into your own background, but just tell me a little bit um, before we dive into Ryder of like uh, your journey to the school and your journey to your current position. 
Well, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of y'alls because I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, my journey to uh, actually in academia actually started when I moved to Austin, Texas. I opened a visual and performing arts school for students and uh, for kids who and then kids were looking into college programs. And at that time, when I was in Austin, um, Caitlin Hopkins was starting the BFA at Texas State and actually asked, asked me if I would like to come on board and be part of the um, dance component. But I was teaching at the University of Texas as well as an adjunct in their mm-hmm. uh, theater program at the time. And then I was there for two years and then I was asked to come to um, start this new BFA in musical theater at Ryder. It used to be a Bachelor of Music. Uh, at the Westminster Choir College in Princeton. And then it was uh, moved to the Ryder University campus. It was a BM and changed to BFA. Not only do we have the, uh, this is actually like my 10th year with the program. And probably like eight years of this graduating class, eight years with the BFA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, there were uh, many changes in the curriculum from the BM to the BFA, but we also have a BA in theater with musical theater concentration as well. And we have the new BFA in acting, film, and television, and technical studies, and uh, BA in in arts administration. So I think also what makes our program kind of unique compared to most BFAs is that a lot of our students are actually double majors or minors Mm -hmm. or double minors. And we encourage that um, in our program. And there's students that uh, with the BA uh, can get a totally different degree, whether it's communications mm-hmm. or uh, or any other like business administration. Um, so um, that's what makes it kind of unique because a lot of our kids, about 80% of our kids have an, attacked on another minor or major uh, in, into their um into their major. But I've been here 10 years and and uh, love it. And we're like an hour outside of New York City, Manhattan, 15 minutes into Princeton, which is like Hogwarts, <laughs> close to Bucks County Playhouse. We are near McCarter Theater and probably about 45 minutes into Philadelphia. I love it. Well, and we're going to get really deep into the school itself and, and some of these next questions. But I love if we start the kind of top level, just like when you think of a, let's say specifically maybe a BFA music theater student at mm-hmm. uh, Ryder, um, what do you think that means to be a kind of Ryder student? What, what are you looking for in a student? What do you sort of see as a, um, this seems like kind of a, a Ryder student tends to be X? Mm-hmm. So the Ryder student is, like I said, has many interests. You know, even though there's, there's, there's focus in musical theater, but in our curriculum, there's nine hours of credit for them to play with whether it's in the musical theater bubble, whether it's directing, choreography, script writing, maybe they, they can get a minor in film directing, you know, in filmmaking. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the kind of student I write has is many different areas in musical theater. And then we have musical theater students are just strictly musical theater. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think this makes them well-rounded and also maybe you know, talk, talk about it. So when they're, they're young, but, you know, career transitions for later. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize the different components that do go into uh, that's open to them as a, um, as a musical theater major, a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of kids, students come from their high schools and think musical theater, musical theater, Broadway, Broadway, but there's more to it to, um, 
to have a career in the business, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's licensing, um, whether it's the nonprofits, a lot of our students have come back and gotten their master's in arts administration with their musical mm-hmm. theater degree. You know, what can I do with that as well? You know, so that's the kind of student that um, is kind of out of our program. It's it's so cool. And it was something we talked a lot about, sort of the value of that BFA in all the different paths, whether it's still in the industry or even out of the industry, but just how how varied your path can be out of it. Um, what if we talk a little bit about, so the specifically to the training of the four years, um, let's say I come in and I am that student and I'm, I'm curious about all different aspects of the business and I'm ready to play with my nine hours of credits, maybe outside of the nine hours that I'm playing with, what am I going to learn in the music theater world? How are you going to take me through the four years and how am I going to come out changed from freshman to, to senior year? Right. So, you know, in, in the four years, you're taking your dance classes, you're, you're placed in your level. Princeton Ballet Company comes to the campus and teaches ballet. There's like mm-hmm. five levels of ballet you can be put in. Um, there are and they're strictly in the musical theater program. There is the dance major program, but and you can take, in, you know, your electives in that program, but our, our classes are strictly in the musical theater program. So you have the, your ballet, your tap and your jazz, and then we have musical theater dance your senior year. And I think we're the only one school that does this, but I was a dance captain of swing for Broadway for many years. And so I do a whole half a semester on how to swing and dance captain a show Mm. as well, their senior year. So they can get the, you know, I think it also helps them as a performer knowing the numbers and what goes into it and respect, um, the ensemble that's around you. Yes. Um, and so, cause our shows also, we run them like a professional production. We have swings and dance captains and actually we just finished Pippin and um, we had swings go on and, and understudies go on as well. So that also helped. And a lot of our students have gone on and have swung shows and then yes. dance captain shows. Such a unique and fun role. Maybe it's helpful just to um, define for, in case any of our listeners or maybe parents don't know what a swing is um, as opposed to an understudy. Is that maybe helpful to just to define what you mean when you say a, a swing? Yeah, so a swing is someone who covers someone who may have to go in for another role or maybe out of the show due to an illness or injury, and they have to cover that person's part. Like the one person who's a swing could cover multiple parts in understudies in a show. Hmm. So, and then also uh, their senior year, they're also doing hip hop and street dance as well. So we we cover everything from Fosse, even an elective of like, you know, the style of Fosse to Michael Bennett to Cats and things they need to know in the musical theater world of dance, plus the newer choreography and auditions. We put them through mock auditions in class. We film them, we write an assessment. And um, so that's the dance component. And they do four four years of voice. They have Mm -hmm. an hour voice lesson every week. And then they meet with that voice teacher um, every week in a studio class too. So that's like two hours voice a week. Um, We have 13 voice faculty on our campus. They come from New Mm -hmm. York professionals or they come from the Westminster Choir College, which is now on our campus. Because a lot of our students also take choir and part of the operas too on our campus, or they might even do stage management. A lot of our Mm -hmm. MTs do stage management too for the operas or our musical theater um, productions. Um, so there also is a, uh, about 97% of our students do a coach and what that mm-hmm. is, and that's an extra fee. So besides those two hours a week, uh, those two, two sessions a week is, um, a 45 minute session with a voc- uh, a coach that comes in and plays the second half of your lesson. And then they meet with you 45 minutes every week 
to go over transpose, new material, mm-hmm. get you ready for your auditions, make your reels. And um, so that's, that's like kind of like three classes a week. Plus there's lab. We have a lab every Monday night and that's different every year. It could be, it's mostly strictly about business, the business, how to do your taxes, how <laughs> to physical therapy, mental wellness. It could be for like for our seniors, casting directors and agents. So they, they come to the campus or on remote and, and, and audition our seniors every year. Or it could be like someone like a dance captain of Book of Mormon or uh, from Billy Porter to Andy Blankenbuehler from Susan Stroman come out because we're so close mm-hmm. to the city. And plus your faculty um, are mostly all Broadway performers. Our current um, director and who teaches acting um, and also does the lab is T. Oliver Reed. He's our full-time faculty. He's the current dance supervisor of Hadestown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like teaching here and then he's going doing the show and also setting the tours and stuff as well. And he's bringing it's, people in as well. So that, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's an advantage of proximity to New York that you really Yeah. Care. Yeah. So close to people to get in and, you know, um, you take your scene study class, you take your acting classes um, and then you can build on top of that, whether you want more dance, whether you want more f- acting for the film, maybe you want to take costume design. Maybe it's arts administration, intro to arts administration. Maybe you want to manage the Rockettes or Disney theatricals, or we have students now working at the Met and, and Lincoln Center or Sony mm-hmm. Records right now. A musical theater major is now working at Lincoln Center, a senior right now who got an internship for the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually the spring, actually. And um, so, yeah. And, and then you have your shows on top of that. You know, we do eight main stage productions in the year. Uh, three plays, three musicals, and two cabarets. The cabarets are set for only our freshmen and sophomores. Our uh, juniors and seniors are mostly the main stage. You're required to audition for the plays as well as musicals. And um, and then uh, there is many opportunities to explore other things. We actually encourage that. Like mm-hmm. I said, whether it's in the musical theater bubble or it's, I had a senior take Homeland Security. <laughs> <laughs> not always an obvious combination, Homeland Security and musical theater. You wouldn't necessarily put those two on the plate together. No, but you know, this is what you get to explore. And then you have your academics as well, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's in global studies and you have your world histories and your foreign language, and then you have your sight singing and piano and voice, everything you have in a traditional musical theater BFA program. Mm-hmm. But the BA is strictly for those students who want to get that full um, other major with their degree and still take dance classes and voice lessons and still be part of classes. You don't just have the upper level musical theater classes, but they're available to you and they're Mm -hmm. in plays and in showcase as well. We've begun Mm -hmm. this year uh, a showcase class, um, whether where we're getting the students ready for their showcases. And of course in the, uh, what we're in right now, um, filming their showcases and getting Mm -hmm. it ready and working with casting agents and directors to them to see their, um, and filming their reels for their websites. That's what we're doing right now, getting them ready. So I think we really, um, in our classes, not just have classes about the business, but they're in our dance classes. They're in our mm-hmm. acting classes. We're putting through mock auditions. We talk about the business. Even in my dance class, we we put in submissions or resignation letters to a show or a thank you letter. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and I think the writers do. We, we really want them to have that gratitude 
and and kindness in this business. I love it. Um, you talked a little bit about some of the academics, but I'd love just to hear kind of outside of the theater program. So outside of all the, whether it's BA or BFA, what do does Ryder kind of afford a prospective student outside of just the theater world? Oh my gosh. You know, but our students, there's so much in, uh, available to them, but they kind of gravitate towards more the entertainment, you know, they, they, they're, they're always creating and our kids are always busy. They're, they're writing musicals. Like I have someone who's actually uh, alumni of yours. He, he is debuting again, his musical at 54 and below Danny Feldman, mm, mm, mm. you know, and he's got Broadway people in it. And he, we tried to do it last year, but the pandemic happened and we were able to do it at our school, but he's done it twice with a producer and, and our kids have written musicals, written mm. um, shows and cabarets, and we've done them in workshops and then put them in full performance. Um, but our kids are involved with sororities, basketball, choir. Um, oh my gosh, there's just so many things. But like I said, in the academics, they, they can take other things like in voice or dance, like dance movement therapy. That's actually mm-hmm. let some of our dancers like, you know what, I think I want to look into dance science uh, and look into that. Mm-hmm. I have a few seniors that are getting that as a minor. And looking at some of them keeping us healthy from dance and some of us keeping us safe (laughs) from terrorism. I mean, that is really a wide range of what you can (laughs) accomplish. But you know, there's, there's things to do out school outside of school. Our kids are able to go into the city and explore Manhattan and Mm -hmm. get used to the city, take classes at steps. They're able to go into auditions. Actually, we we don't discourage that as long as we know they are not missing classes. I mean, mm-hmm. after two classes missed, your grade starts going down half a grade. But our kids are able to go in and audition for summer stock, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, we're hosting the National A1 auditions at Ryder Heck yeah. actually this year. And instead of going into, you know, where kids have to travel on plane and stuff to go to these auditions, our, our kids are able to go not to the unified auditions, but actually to the theater um, mm-hmm. to audition and audition for um, – shows and see what it's like and then take what they learn from there and bring it back. Or they're able to go show in Philadelphia, or we work with Bucks County Playhouse where they've auditioned like John Tartaglia and Shannon Lewis. Uh, some of these folks, maybe not everyone knows, but um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, Hunter Foster auditioned our kids mm-hmm. for shows at, and they do apprentice uh, ship during the summer. And then we've have also during the year where they audition for them and they're able to get credit in our program, get a stipend and also get their equity points as well. And there's McCarter Theater nearby. Yeah, I know Leo often tells the story because um, it happened to be some of our students who are writer alumni. Um, but that when they were placing for Newsies, they were replacing, um, I guess, some ensemble members and they had just been taught by the people who were running the dance call, the combination, which then when they went into actually audition for, they're like, well, I know this combination already. They were that much more confident and actually booked Newsies from that. Well, this is interesting that the two, two or three weeks ago, I taught the audition of Wicked and uh, a number from Wicked. And then that day, the kids, the seniors all wrote me, oh, my gosh, they just put out the audition notice for to submission videotape. And we already know the combination yes, already. Yes, yes. Or, you know, so that, that, that helps them get prepared. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, <laughs> that we're teaching yes. the right thing. 
That's very cool. Very cool. Um, what about if I were to make you, I know it's not always easy. And of course, as a dance professor, it makes it that much harder to, to answer this question. But do you feel like your school focuses more on one or two of the disciplines in terms of like some schools might say we are an acting focused musical theater school or we lean a little more toward dance or we lean a little more towards voice or music. Do you feel like there is a discipline that kind of pops out for your school? You know, people ask ask me that all the time or there's dancers that gravitate towards the program, mostly because probably because I'm on the audition circuit and because of my background. Um, mm -hmm. I have a feeling we're, we're kind of even across the board because of the Westminster Choir College and we have such superb voice teachers. So I don't think we weigh heavy on one or the other. I have, you know, performers that come in, freshmen that come in that are uh, maybe been in the studio maybe five months and then have students that are 15 years training. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. and and. You know, to me, movement and everything can be taught and steps can be taught. Passion cannot. So if you're looking at a dancer coming in, what I want to see is your musicality, your rhythm, your joy, and, and, then, and then see how you pick up. And even when students are asking me, well, how do I, I've done some workshops on this, like, you know, how do I put a pre-screen together? Well, when I don't have all this training, well, I don't want to see you try to do a double and all that when you mm -hmm. can't do all this. Show me a story. Show me your musicality. Show me your passion. Pick out a song that you love to dance to and put a story to it. Mm -hmm. And don't put everything in there that, don't show your weaknesses, show your strengths. Robin, you're jumping ahead to the second half of our interview oh here. Gosh. We're gonna get into the audition. It's great, it's fantastic, but save some of that good juice before we move on from okay. right. Okay, I'll save it. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, <laughs> I just would also say, um, what about actors in dance? So if, let's say I'm getting a BFA acting oh, degree. Absolutely. Do I have the opportunity to take with you, with the dance faculty, the dance school? How does that work? So there is opening, you have to go through the placement as well. So I do have some acting majors. I even have dance some dance majors in the program. It just depends on if, if your schedule is a, is you're able to, and then also if there's if the class is not full because I I can't have my classes large, um, so um, yes, as an acting student, and acting students can take voice too, a half hour voice, and mm -hmm. some of our acting students do that, and they audition or in the musicals as well. Mm -hmm. There's crossover. Um, what about this becoming one of my favorite questions? Why would a student not choose your school? So let's say they've gotten to a number of great competitive programs like your, yours. Would they, why do you sometimes find students go, you know what, I'm actually going to go in a different direction because of, of what about Ryder? So, you know, the, the student that actually comes and visits, it's kind of a deciding factor for them. It's not just the faculty and the location. I think it's the students that are in the program that mm -hmm. make a student come to our our, our program. There are many great programs out there and you have to find the right fit for you. And we may not be the right fit for every student, but the only way you can decide is when you, you are able to go to the campus and we have a student for a day where you're able to take classes, have lunch with the students, meet the faculty, see rehearsal to see what an actual day is like at Ryder. And then you can make your decision. I can't pinpoint just one thing that this is definitely why people chose Ryder. But I think it's because mm -hmm. there's many different, everyone's different. Their journey is different. What they want is different. And may what a student might think they want when they visit might change when they visit the campus. Mm. A campus that might have a name to it that's been around for a long time. Maybe they want a smaller campus. Maybe they want the football team. Maybe they want to <laughs> be in the city. Maybe they, maybe they want more choices 
like ours in BFA. There's more choices for you to take in our curriculum. Mm-hmm. So I think it's 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 I think it's the visit to the campus that makes the deciding factor and a choice for a student. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take our short little break, pay some bills, and then I can tell Robin is raring to go to talk about the dance audition, which we'll get into on the second half of the break. Okay. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. We are back with Robin Lewis. And he was raring to go already. Started talking about it, but I'm going to cue him up officially. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about what makes a really great audition for you. Um, and, and specifically, you broke it down already a bit into maybe what's some beginning and advanced dancers there. So if you want to take it from there, of like, what makes a great audition if I'm a beginning dancer? What should I be focusing on? And then if I'm an advanced dancer, what might I do to kind of stand out from the crowd? Well, yeah. So I always say start from an acting choice first and then choose a song for your pre-screen that um, that speaks to you. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as there's a story and fill it to with your strengths. And if you're a bit more of a beginner dancer, you know, or intermediate, see lines, your musicality, your joy, your passion, as I mentioned earlier. But for advanced dancer, you want to you, you want to show those things. You want to show your doubles and you want to show your batma and you want to show uh, your little tricks here and there. But um, in the actual physical audition is me seeing how you retain some of the information. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to forget parts of the combo. And, and we understand that because it's in a short amount of time. But I'm seeing how you process how you are in the room, how you take an adjustment. Um, we do do like a little ballet combo. So I could see where to place you if you came to Ryder. Just mm-hmm. because you never had ballet. I asked how many years ballet and say it loud and strong. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> or 14 years, but be honest about it because that four years is to get your dancing stronger and, and make you feel more confident. That's what college is about. You're not supposed to be Broadway ready right now, right? Or just in general, just in, in the career that you've chosen, mm-hmm. you know, that's why you're going to college to get your voice stronger, you know, and, and in voice, we, we want to see, something that speaks to you as a performer. And that's pretty much, you know, across the board that you're probably hearing from most programs. We want to see what you sing, what kind of artist are you? You mm-hmm. know, I even like to hear pop. I hear some people sing pop and I'm like, do you like country? Let me hear some country. Who do you like? I mean, Who do you Birmingham, Alabama, country? right? Come on. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and being in Texas for a while. But, you know, or, you know, I have a student who uh, was Michael Feinstein's protege and went out on tour when the late Barbara Cook was around. And he was Michael uh, Feinstein's 
we worked with Michael Feinstein. He loved Michael Bublé and he sings mm-hmm. in that style. You know, everyone, you want to, in your college, you're going to explore a variety of, um, from pop to country to, to all kinds of styles of voice. But I want to see what kind of artist you are right now. When you're looking mm-hmm. at contrasting pieces, you know, uh, we'll, in, in the room, we'll have you do your head voice and chest voice and, and sing something else for us. What else do you have? What do you love listening to? What do you have acapella mm-hmm. if you don't have it? You know, so we just want to see who you are in the audition. I love it. And then what about specifically with those advanced dancers? I want to show off all my tricks. How do you do that in a way that says, I'm not, I'm not showing off, but how do I show all my tricks without, I guess, uh, coming off like I'm so fancy? I would always say go with what is given to you. Don't add extra. So if you if you put a single in there, I'm not going to just be like, let me just do a double because I can fit it right. in time or something. Unless we say an option. I always put an option. Here's option A or B. If you're more advanced dancer, if you could add a triple hook, do so. But, you know, what's hard to do for sometimes advanced dancers is to slow down that single. So we uh-huh. want to see that control. We can see through the single and then also at the callback say, do the double here. We uh-huh. can see it in, in the training and you don't need to show it. Well, maybe in the wild card, you know, that um, maybe maybe there's something or tricks. I usually ask, are there any, uh, if it's in person, are there any special skills that I haven't seen that you would like to show me? Like you're talking about tumbling or something. Yeah, but let's say if you tumble, just make sure you can do them. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to probably ask you to show them. Well, I just started. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do them. Like if you say, mm-hmm. I've had 10 years of piano, can you play something for me? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to show that and be able to do it. And then as for tap too, usually that could even be um, for now pre-screens. I think it's going to be changing. And part of that, uh, trying to change what pre-screens are and what's required. You know, maybe you're not a strong ballet dancer. Maybe your strength is tap. You know, I could see technique in turns and stuff during during mm-hmm. tapping. So, you know, in pre-screens, we want to see not just or at the audition, Come in with something already set, whether it's wings, pullbacks. I don't want to see just basic double time steps or triple time steps. I want to see tricks actually that you can do mm-hmm. set in in some into a routine. So you should have this ready, whether you're going to unifieds or a callback that you're probably going to do it on a five by five board um, mm-hmm. that you're able to show something or have it on your camera, something mm-hmm. pre pre videotaped, whether it's your um a jazz routine, a ballet routine, and a tap routine that you may be taken from your pre-screens or something you may have because, you know, a lot of a lot of the students that are here watching will probably have multiple callbacks and you're mm-hmm. not able to go to that dance call. So when you're in your voice audition, you can say, but I have this. Will you be able to look at this now? I'm not able to go to the callback. Can you look at this? I always ask that and watch the video or can you send mm-hmm. it to me? at the audition. Love it. And that live component would be if someone says like maybe after the combo, hey, do I have any tappers here or whatever? And then you'd give the opportunity, yeah. hey, give me 10 seconds of it or two. Right. Yeah. Love right. it. Um, what about if we talk, we've talked a little bit about kind of skill or tricks or, you know, the the ability to kick one's face, as we often say in, at MTCA, that like, how do you guys, as you're evaluating whether you're, this person is someone you want at school, how much weight of the evaluation do you put on the kind of skill that you've seen in the in the audition versus some of those intangibles like, ooh, but she really processed well, or I love the way she dealt with that, right? H- how does that weigh in terms of, is it 80-20? Is it 50-50? How much are you sort of weighing those, it, those factors? It's all that w- what you just mentioned. I mean, like I said, I have students that are, you know, you see the potential 
in their dance. You see the potential in their voice. Maybe the dance is really strong, but the voice is not as strong, but you see potential in the voice getting stronger. Well, you see maybe, maybe even the voice is, you know, voice and dance are even, but their acting is so mm-hmm. amazing and passion and you're drawn to them. You know, also in the room, I've, I've talking to them, it's like, I just enjoy being around and talking to this person. I want them mm-hmm. in my program. You know, so it's a little bit of everything. You started getting into it, but then it, how, I guess, so I guess, how does that, do you have a, a system at, at the school in terms of how the disciplines are weighed amongst each other? So is there a, you know, we look at the best two out of the three, or do we really, do you said, you know, in some ways you, you consider each of those disciplines equally. Do you weigh them equally on admission as well of like acting and dance and voice are all sort of equal? What do you, what do you mean? Like if, if. Like if I have someone who's a really strong dancer, not strong at voice, right? What would what, what? I mean, I, I've accepted someone who's been really strong at voice and weak. I mean, weak at voice and strong in dance, and their voice has gotten stronger. I even had the opposite. I even have students that have come in with their, you know, dancing is here, and now they're like, they're in the advanced class right now, and never mm-hmm. thought they would be in the advanced class. It's also the students. We give them the tools. And there's a map is whether they choose to drive the ship through the map. Mm-hmm. You know, as silly as that sounds, it's, it's up to the student to drive what they want. And that's in the curriculum. If they want more dance, it's available to them. Mm-hmm. If they want more acting, it's available to them. It's how the student wants. Maybe your, your dance is not as strong. There's opportunity for you to make your dancing stronger. I love it. You cannot possibly drive a ship through a map though, right? You'd have to be like steering it on top of the map. Is that, I just feel like the metaphor, it's too, it, there's, there's a wheel and you're going through a map. I don't, that's difficult. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I just came up with that just then, but it's like, it's true. It's like you either, you, you drive the boat, you know? <laughs> I love it. Well, we love a map. That's our title, map in the college edition. Any map analogies here are welcome. Let's just well, be you, clear. You, I mean, I have to say the last four years, actually Ryder has come up with free to roam. And I was thinking about that is so true. We allow our students to roam where they need to go and whether they want to Mm. steer their ship more towards this direction or two degrees or, or they want more dance. It's totally students. We're their advisors. We're there Mm. to encourage them that. And to me, you know, success is not just, to me, success is not working on Broadway. Success is working in this business and mm-hmm. finding what is right for you. I have students that's changed from the BFA to the BFA to the BA, or they've gone strictly dropped the musical theater program and gone into uh, arts administration. I've had a mm-hmm. student who was a freshman and said, you know what? I want to go in nursing. That's what school is supposed to be about, mm-hmm. to figure out what, you, what, where your path is. And so I think that's why we opened that door for them to, not feel so trapped that they're able to explore those up opportunities and, and, and drive over that map. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what about just the last question about the, the admission part of it is, so let's say now, whatever the discipline factors we're having, you know, two out of three were good. One was amazing. You've said, I want this student artistically. How does that then work with the college in terms of uh, as you're now weighing the academics and, uh, you know, if you want a student, do you definitely get them? Do they have to meet a certain standard? Is it partially, how, how does it sort of get weighed in as the student actually gets admitted? You mean, uh, so at the audition, we give them a score and then admissions, you know, steps into the university. And then, you know, the, their, their, you know, scholarship also is based on the score we give them and their academics, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, is, is that what you're asking, Charlie? That's exactly what, yeah. So if, if they've reached the academic minimum and you want them artistically, are they definitely in? Or does the yes. academics also factor in, let's say they had a lower artistic score, but really high academics? I guess, how does that work for, for you? Well, we, we look at our scores and we, we right now, this year, we're doing a little bit different than we normally do is accepting our, I have to be totally honest and upfront with you and also your, your viewers. Last year, we made offers. And then every one of the students came. We had a class of 53. Damn. So, damn. but the administration, we opened up more classes, more. So mm-hmm. the classes size still stayed small, you know, and, and, you know, hired adjuncts and more voice teachers and stuff to accommodate that, you know. Um, but we are looking at those certain who scored a certain score. And then we would accept those and look to those first. And then we would go for the next score. And then we would also have a wait list. Uh-huh as well. So you're moving up the selectivity ladder then it sounds like that you had, that's the option right. when you get, everyone says yes. And you go, I got to be a little more selective. I mean, there's so many students out there that we, we love, you know, but there are also students we know are looking into other programs, schools, you know, mm-hmm. students are now applying to 15 and 17 schools. Some of these very listeners will be doing just that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I said, they're only going to make that decision, you know, when they have maybe that those three top choices and they visit the program, but don't rule out the smaller, you know, smaller schools as well. It may end up that you may want individual, more individualized attention. You know, it all goes specifics of your list of what your wants and needs are. And then your wants and needs are going to change as you probably go through the process and, and go onto those campuses. Totally, totally true. Um, In wrapping up this kind of audition section, you know, if you're picturing, now, a 17-year-old listening to this who's starting to consider maybe next year's uh, auditions, um, what advice would you give them for this process and maybe specifically as they look at Ryder? As long as you're showing your true self, you know, mm-hmm. we get a really tr- true sense of self when we actually see you in person. Hopefully some of that will be in person. You know, some mm-hmm. people will do, you know, virtual, but you want to show as much as you can uh, who you are in, the, in, in your video and your wild card talking about mm-hmm. yourself, show your, your, your true self and that. I mean, that's the only advice I can give. And I think I've given some advice earlier about your pre-screens and what you can put in there. But um, yeah, and you know, I, I've had students try to visit the campus before, you know, try to visit all these campuses. Do the research first online and whatever you mm-hmm. can find and then go through the audition process and then visit the school. I think that is fantastic yeah. advice. And it's what we say the same thing at MTCA is that trying to visit 17 schools is crazy. See where you get in and then visit your top couple is, is always the advice we would give. Yeah, I've had students to, email me, can I come visit the campus? And, you know, I haven't auditioned yet or, or what do you know about our school? Do your research right. first and then do your audition. Then you then you can like do that travel money and visit the, 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 the multiple schools. Right. That's that's so true. Um, With just a couple more questions as we sort of wrap up, I'd love to talk a little bit um, specifically, I know we kind of started today of like, oh, what a weird time this is, um, about some of the specific challenges of 2021 and beyond and sort of where we're going um, and how Ryder has prepared to meet this moment. Um, I want to talk specifically about the demands for racial equity that have um, sort of surfaced in a large sense last summer. Um, and then also just a little bit about the virtual world. And you talked a bit about how the showcase is adapting and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. wherever you want to take that, but let's try to maybe touch on those two things in terms of how we've shifted and adapted and pivoted um, in the past two years. Ryder has done a lot to rise to to what has been happening and call out from our students and alumni and just the industry in general. Um, 
looking at our faculty, looking at our season selection, what shows we do, our, our also our directors, our guest artists, um, making sure our students also, um, uh, that they see in our faculty just as much as they do in their students. You know, but, you know, when you have, um, looking at the demographics of our students, you know, our students choose us. Not only are we choosing you, but you choose us as well. It's not as diverse as we would like it to be, but, you know, we're definitely trying to make our, our, our classes more diverse. Um, we have the Center of Diversity and Inclusion is our, it's our main focus on campus, this office that's open to them. There's courses. We're changing our curriculum to have a global perspective studies in the academics as well. Um, so there's a lot of change in, in what we're teaching, whether it's uh, what we're reading as plays, um, also in dance classes, um, also just aware of just everything in general, you know, um, and things are still evolving, you know, as, as we're going, going through mm -hmm. this. And then as on the virtual world, I mean, we're being more aware of how we do our, um, reels and our shots and submissions and how we submit um in all of our classes we do videos and all kids have like every class um especially my dance classes they all have videos that we've done even as freshmen have videos of their dances as well that they have and and able to submit but um in acting or how we set up our interview how do we have an interview on um on on a video screen you know, and, and what our setup is. I mean, I have to say a lot of our students are so much better at it as I am. They're so, so great with technology. And, um, but even like in, in, in our, my dance classes, we videotape, they, they videotape them. They, right now my seniors have like three or four combos. So they've already videotaped combinations that mm -hmm. they've had. Um, we're filming two of them for their video reels. I'm in charge of showcase this year. So we're doing two on the stage or their voices and two dances for them to have just in general to submit and also to put on their website. Yeah. It's, 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 it's ever changing, evolving. And even going into showcase this year, we're like, we could do in person, but how many agents and, and as you know, a lot of casting people have moved out uh -huh. of New York city. Will they come in? But now instead of seeing five, we would go to virtual. Even two weeks ago, last year's showcase, some students just got a call for an interview from mm -hmm. last spring mm -hmm. from the link that they had. So it's a great way for agents to um, to look back, whether going to a, a you know an actual live showcase, they don't have that right in front of them to remember, oh, who was that? Now they had the link. You know, this person was that writer, da, 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 da. you know, and so our students have been called in. We've had uh, a student. I can't say who it is right now, but, you know, going into Moulin Rouge, we have someone who just did their Broadway debut and debut and Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. um, our students are working this business all over. Um, and so we're very excited about that. And just like I said, things are ever evolving. And we're trying to also change our classes as we evolve. That's all we I can love do. It. Love it. And then what about the 2022 audition season? You mentioned that a little bit. Are, are you doing any straight virtual auditions for 2022? Um, and then maybe even beyond it. How is that looking with the how virtual component will will work for the auditions? You mean for the school? For the freshman, yeah, incoming freshmen for, mm -hmm. you know, seniors so, in high school auditions. You know, like even the, the incoming freshmen for next year, 
all of our um, auditions are live except one virtual in February mm-hmm. for, for their choice. So everything's live. Um, yeah. So like we have three on-campus auditions. We'll be at, in Chicago, we'll be in New York, and we'll be in L.A. But mm-hmm. then we have one virtual for those who are not able to make it or it's, it's their choice. I love it. Um, well, if people enjoyed chatting with you today, which they must have, because I certainly did, um, where could they follow you if they wanted to just have more Robin Lewis in their life? Oh my gosh, guys, I don't do social media. They can't. <laughs> this is it. This is all they get is this very you can interview. Follow the get. musical theater program, though. Writer musical we theater on on Instagram and Facebook. We have had a lot of discussions about it on the pod of like maybe let's it's have in, less in our lives. But interesting you say that, Charlie, and I've had a long discussions with this with our students, what social media has done to us. I mean, it's been a great thing for our business. It's been great for me mm-hmm. to stay in contact with my fellow castmates and, and all that. But what does it do to the student? And we talk about that mental wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it? Do you always check? It's negativity every time you look for that confirmation of something mm-hmm. or that like, what it does to you. And um, how do you... You know, we, we had a week that always said, let's try, let's try a few days if we can put it down. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've done it without since last two years ago mm-hmm. without Instagram. Although I never had Instagram. I had Instagram because my students set it up for me. <laughs> and I only did one post and I haven't done anything for like five years. But I used to have Facebook. But you know what? I have a daughter and everything is, is for me and my family and it's my privacy yeah. and and I've enjoyed being away from it. It's been so great. Yeah. Yep. Um, we had a couple episodes ago, we had Shakina Nafak on, and she talked about uh, the phrase digital self-harm. She's like, I think so much of us just basically harming ourselves as we scroll and, and look. And, we do. We yeah. do. Yeah. So true. Um, well, we'll still put your ats and tags in there so that people can see Rider Musical Theater if they want to follow awesome. more of it, using it very consciously and carefully with uh, um, protecting their mental wellness. Um, Robin, it was such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you both. I look forward to y'all's audition or seeing you on our audition campus. Well, I hope you enjoyed talking to Robin or again, listening to Robin as I talk to him. Um, I always find him so bright and engaging while also being like grounded and authentic at the same time. I think it's a really beautiful um, line that he navigates. Um, I just wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive into Robin mentioning visits a lot with, of course, a head nod to the idea of discovering different lanes. It's one of the themes of this pod that I know we'll talk about more, um, which Robin got into. But I really just want to co-sponsor what Robin said about visiting the schools that you get into, but not necessarily doing a ton of visits before you start the process. Um, At MTCA, we generally recommend seeing a couple of schools, really maybe ones that are just easy to get to for you, or if you're in conjunction with a trip, you're already going somewhere and the school's right there, seeing a couple of different campuses just to get a basic idea of aesthetics if you don't know the difference between a city school and a rural school or a huge campus and a small campus, just to get a little bit of that sense in general. But really, that, that's all that should be, we're trying to determine from that. It, and it's really about discovering which schools will be on your list. If you definitely don't want any city schools on your list, well, great, that will determine what your, your list ends up looking at, like. But I really love what Robin said about doing your research 
maybe you're doing it right now by listening to this pod, with all that is available to you digitally in constructing your list, but then making those big final decisions based on visits after you have your results. Whatever that number of visits you end up doing, whether it's three or four or five or however many schools that are really up and exciting for you once you've gotten into all those multiple schools, which we believe in you, you can do it, then uh, visiting that many schools. This is all true for a number of reasons, but especially the thing I want to highlight because I think it can be different um, from people who don't do the, the theater process is that the quality of visit that you have as an admitted student is so much higher especially at these big, very competitive programs, it can be really difficult to get a true intimate understanding as a prospective student compared to what you get as an admitted student, right? Robin mentioned that kind of student for a day that they offer where you get to take classes and you have full access to alumni and faculty and students who are currently there. Um, this will really open up the program doors for you. And it's really fun. You feel like you're getting like red carpet treatment. Um, I remember doing this a ton for students at Carnegie Mellon. A lot of admitted students, and certainly it happened for me too, you get lots of time and attention. They'll take you around campus. They'll really chat with you. And it's very different than the kind of attention a prospective student gets. Um, if you're one of a few thousand auditioners, it's pretty easy for the current students to get jaded and say, you're not going to get my full attention, you know, versus the interaction with a prospective schoolmate when they know if this person says, yes, I'm going to go to school with this person versus, yeah, if they say yes and they get in, which, you know, some of these numbers, it's very difficult to get into a, a lot of these schools, right? But once you get them in that place of, oh, you're already in, now their competitive juices come up and they go, I want you to choose my school over this other school. Here's why this school is so great, right? You kind of get a little pitch from each of the schools and, and it's really nice. The other factor, which I think is worth weighing as well, is that if you are auditioning for a number of programs, Robin mentioned 17 programs you may be auditioning for, in all likelihood, you're not going to get into all of them. And if you visited one of those dream, dream schools and fallen deeply in love with it, aren't you just kind of increasing the pressure on yourself for the audition itself, right? And worse, if it turns out to be a school that isn't interesting, interested in you, boy, are you increasing that heartbreak and potentially interrupting the rest of your process going forward and kind of unnecessarily, right? You don't have to fall. You may not be able to prevent yourself from falling in love with a school from afar, but you don't have to be deeply in love before the audition. Um, to continue our dating analogy we've made a lot of times, I would say there's no reason to fall deeply, deeply in love with someone before they've even agreed to go on a date with you, right? Waiting until after the audition and they're interested then you really kind of are continuing a burgeoning relationship. They've said, we're interested in you. And you say, I might be interested in you. Let's keep interacting. Let's, I'm going to go visit. We're going to chat over email. We're going we're gonna to build a relationship. You really want that to happen more after the audition than before the audition in, in this process. It's just a little bit more of a natural flow um, to the way the process works. Um, and I think you hear Robin giving that advice here. Well, if you've fallen in love with the natural flow of this podcast, and how could you not, um, please hit that follow button for us. We love it if you rate us. We love it if you review us. Uh, you can also reach out to us with questions for the pod at mailbag at mappingthecollegeedition.com or hit me and Megan directly at charmer7 for me on Instagram and Twitter and at Megan Marie with an H 2014 on Instagram for Megan. Uh, if you're interested in working with MTCA for help with your individual prep for your college audition journey, please check us out at mtcollegeauditions.com. You can also follow us at Musical Theater College Auditions on Insta, at TweetMTCA on Twitter, as well as TikTok, YouTube, in real life, whatever you need to follow us. Just follow us around. Um, to my young artists out there mapping their journeys, you go ahead and drive that chip right through the map. Metaphors be damned. I'll see you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.